The Superpowers of the Soul Channel is brought to you by Superpower Experts. Visit superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers today. You're listening to Spiritual Ecstasy with Dr. Gabriel Cousins. Welcome to my program, Spiritual Ecstasy. My name is Dr. Gabriel Cousins. I'm also known as a physician of the soul, a spiritual teacher, acknowledged yogi, rabbi, Native American sun dancer, psychiatrist, family therapist, and holistic physician, as well as being a humanitarian for uh, activity for over 48 years. Also a father and a grandfather of three daughters. I've also published 13 books, my latest being Into the Nothing. My life focus is helping people wake up to the ecstatic truth of who they are. Now, it's, it, the topic for today is erotic living or the dance of eros in everyday life. Now that's a really uh, interesting thing. And I think that we, we, we need to very first get clear, eros is not sexuality. Eros can be sexuality, but I am talking about an erotic way of life in which we're inside the presence of whatever experience we're in. In, in the classic uh, uh, biblical terms, there was the two cherubim on, on the ark, and it's the incredible energy that exists between the two cherubim. It's about being connected to all of life. Eros, at the level we're talking about, is experiencing and being connected to all of life. And uh, this is when we feel connected to all life. Exile is what we see today so often, is when one, uh, their inside experience and outside experience are no longer connected. Erotic living is living on the inside of the experience. And when we're empty without the inner experience, that is what takes us to uh, addictive living, addiction to sex, addiction to food, addiction to public acclaim, add addictions to work, addiction to ca uh, gambling, because we're trying to fill the emptiness. Eros is feeling the fullness and the quiet emptiness of life. That's the deeper meaning of what Eros is about. And that's a pretty, pretty uh, important thing to really understand the symbols. Uh, a beautiful story, which probably is a mythological story, is the 
in the Jewish historical tradition is the rabbis were very concerned that people were not living in, in moral ways and, and, and they were acting uh, excess sexuality, excess a lot of different things. And so they came in front of the ark and prayed that this would end. And a lion comes out of the uh, ark, you know, symbolizes from the energy between the two cherubim and runs off. And after that, everything became very boring. People didn't want to study. They didn't want to dance. They didn't want to work. They really didn't weren't particularly interested in their relationships. Uh, so they weren't interested in having families. And basically, the society became locked down emotionally and mentally and, and really physically. And they realized, oh, I think we made a mistake. So they prayed again that Eros would come back into the world on all the different levels. And the, the line emerged and jumped into the, uh, the energy field between the two cherubim. And life went back to a normal, balanced way where people were involved in the arrows of life. So that's the key to understand. And there's forces I always trying to destroy the arrows of life and lock us down and separate us and so forth. It, it ruins life, and it isn't what life is about. Um, in Part of this is the ability to hold the arrows, okay? To hold the emptiness. And, and it's only when we can hold the emptiness, to be at peace with that emptiness, that it becomes filled with arrows. Or in essence, the divine presence. And we this happens with meditation, it happens when we have a meditated spiritual fast, which we teach. Um, we're going to go to break in just a moment. And I just want to remind you that you're listening to my program, Spiritual Ecstasy. This is Dr. Gabriel Cousins. And I teach a variety of uh, meditation retreats, spiritual fasting retreats. Uh, I have programs called Thursday and Thursdays. Alive and Liberated with Dr. Gabriel. And you can reach me at drcousins.com or treeoflife.mn.co. And now we'll take a short break. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. If you're ready to transform yourself and transform the world through podcasting, we invite you to join us. We co-create a non-competitive, collaborative environment designed to support you as you step into your greatness. Go now to superpowerexperts.com and click on the programs tab to get started today. Okay, welcome back. This is Dr. Cousins with the program Spiritual Ecstasy. And we are talking about arrows, also known as agape, as a way of life. We're not talking about a sexuality, that's part of it, but as a way of living. It's a way of being inside the experience of whatever that is. So it's experiencing the divine in all that we do. 
And that's the, the exciting thing about it. Uh, this is a little story to give you a flavor because we can talk about, it, but the flavor is the key. So there was a, a master teacher and he would gather his inner uh, group and he would start with, because he's just talking about the Torah study, and God said, and one of the, the people, Reb Zusha, would yell out and, and repeats, and God said, <clears throat> and then spin around and faint. The other students would kind of tease him. When he awoke, you're missing all the holy teachings. And the master said, leave him alone. He's the only one who gets it. Because that's about living in Eros. So Eros, in another level, is the yearning force of being. To yearn is to be aflame with the desire for God. So the faces of arrows are we, we talk about being on the inside, we talk about the intense yearning for God, the fullness of the presence of the divine, the interconnectivity of all beings. That's all about arrows, being on the inside. And in relationship, it means seeing the other and actually experiencing the other in relationship. So that's the key. I'm going to repeat that. Eros is about being inside the experience and fully seeing and being the inner experience of the other. And that is really a key to relationships. And in that way, true erotic love is holographic. It's a total experience of the other person. Um, so what I am saying is life is not sublimated sex. Life is eros. And when the, it said when the temple fell, eros went into exile, exile and people thought about it as sexuality, which it is not. Okay? So, eros really means to be and see the dance, the erotic dance of God in all things. That's the, it's a way of seeing and experiencing life in all that you do. Okay? And it's living in the erotic union of all things. And the uh, um, pseudo-eros is when we use money, power, sex, violence to, in a futile attempt to fill the emptiness. Doesn't mean you can't get a second, a, a, a small hit of it, but it will never fill it because it's not based on the truth. So true eros is how to live erotically in the non-sexual dimensions of our life.
that's the, uh, the, the key concept. In relationships, and let me use the word Tantra again, we're not talking Tantra as sexual here. Um, it's love at its core. And two Tantra, it's extremely personal. Um, it's the perception of the other that arouses uh, the emotion of love, but love is the perception of the other that is really the truth of who that person is. It's the, the perception of the divine dance in the other. And we sometimes call it the, the divine kiss. And that divine kiss empowers our desire for God and is a result of God merging. And that's why we talk about the songs, the song of songs. It says, fill me with the kisses of your mouth. Because at the deepest level, that's the, the most, in a sense, uh, fundamental erotic experience. It takes two people to really participate in a particular way. We talk about Moses dying with the kiss of God and Miriam dying. And Aaron dying, being elevated with the kiss of God. It's very profound things. So what's key to make it work is that love, again, and I'll say erotic love, is a perception that allows you to see the inner beauty of the other. Okay. Um, and it is to see not only the inner beauty, but the dance of God in the other. And to become lovers, erotic lovers, we must become masters of the erotic perception. We are talking about perception here. And to celebrate and see this uh, the sacred feminine in all things. Okay, and it's refining the erotic perception, which is the key to living everyday life through the erotic experience of God in all things. Now, in relationship, if you truly experience the other, they experience being seen, which is fundamental to relationship. So love is not blind. Infatuation is, but love is not blind. Love is the only thing that lets us see each other with our remotest accuracy. As I explained, infatuation is blind. Love is the, the great art of the spiritual erotic connection that is what we're talking about and all love ultimately takes us to the love of god and that's key if it's going to be complete to love someone is to see them in the raw nakedness of their authenticity and that means perceiving god within each other 
Um, and love, in the sense, the way I'm defining, is an erotic perception of the presence of God in each other. Now, it's key in all relationships. So, erotic parental role. I wrote a book called Conscious Parenting. It's very important here is to make a child feel they are unique and they are special, that their ray of light is unique and precious for the whole planet, for all of humanity. They have a unique beauty and that as they are already beautiful and they don't have to try, they are. And the task of the parent who understands this is to help their children express their unique beauty all day long. Now, when we can see the other's greatness, we first need to see our own unique greatness. So this erotic parenting paradigm empowers our children to see their unique uh, beauty and gift to the world and then to see it in others. Now, people say, well, isn't that kind of narcissistic? Well, not really. Self-love is to love your deepest self, to see the dance of God within yourself. Narcissism is to love your ego and your external self or your mask to the world. To love is to see with God's eyes. And to love is be to be committed to the growth of the other. In a way, we can say light is the incarnation of love. Love that it fills the vessels of creation. That's love. Uh, and in, in that story, if you want to be love, you need to be a lover. That's what erotic parenting is about. It's, it's allowing our kids to love and to love all of creation. If so to be a by being a giver, we become a lover. Because when you give, your heart connects with the person you're giving to. There's a subtlety there, like just giving charity doesn't quite do it, you know, you know, making a donation. We're talking about in the act of giving, you're making a, a erotic uh, connection with the other person. It's a heart to heart connection. That's the real level of charity, okay? Because you feel the interconnection, which is the Eros part of things. Now, when we begin to understand that having more is a vain attempt to fill the kind of spiritual emptiness people have. Having more is not being more. Living erotically is being more with whatever outer 
you have, okay? Um, and that takes us away from uh, living in loneliness and alienation. It takes us towards relationship and interdependence. Eros is about connecting, not connecting, it's about feeling the connection with all creation. Um, so many people have this mad dash for success and power, money, but that's not, that's not what we're talking about because success is an empty goal if it is not connected to living erotically. Living your life erotically where you're seeing the dance and experience the dance of God within yourself and all other people. Okay. And it is learning to... Uh, you don't keep score as an erotic lover, okay? Um, and spiritual theft in this context is taking without receiving, okay? So I mentioned before the divine kiss. It, it's really the, uh, a very high uh, level of eros. And that's why the song, the songs, as I said before, kiss me with the kisses of your mouth. So it's an action and exchange that is about Eros specifically. And that's why it's said in that kind of way. Uh, so to be a lover, giving and receiving are merged with erotic living. Um, and spiritual greatness is to experience satisfaction even when you have just an olive's worth of satisfaction, because eros makes makes it a, a different level of experience. Um, God's gift to us is infinite love if we're able to receive it. Our our gift to God is to receive that infinite love, and receiving. We're able to return that love to God. Uh, and in relationship, a loving erotic exchange is to share with someone the piece of our story that we carry with us and receive from the other the piece of their story that they carry within them. That's living within the experience. And that's the, the beauty of it. Um, now, the, uh, I'm going to finish with, with, with a very important uh, a little story. Uh, and it's about this person who, who uh, was very, very strict disciplinarian. And they didn't have very much money. And he, for a certain ceremony, he needed a certain food called an esrog. And he received a gift from a wealthy person. He took all that money uh, and he went and bought this esrog. And then when he came home to do the ceremony, his wife said, uh, how did you afford that? 
And he said, well, I, I used the money that we were given. They're poor, very poor. And she was so angry at him that she bit the stem off the S-Rack so it was no longer perfect. And uh, this uh, person, this uh, rabbi was so, he, he was in shock. He didn't know what to do. And she didn't know what to do. And they just stood there looking at each other for a while. And then he said, before money, no Esrach. Now we have each other. And so they danced the night in love. What happened? They went into Eros. They gave up control of each other and of their story. And therefore, they could move into uh, the arrows of relationship. And that's the key. And so the task, to a certain extent, I give you is how can we turn our daily life into an erotic dance of oneness with all creation? And that's the, the important thing to understand. That's the, the, the key thing that we're going with, okay? Um, and part of that, what happened here is, is that he was able to stand back and let her have her expression, and she created the space for him, and they were the dance in love and really appreciate the full existence of the other. So when we give, when we're in the presence, I'm going to use the word erotic presence, we give up the idea of control and we give up our attachment of the past, even the present and also the future. Um, and that's how uh, we're gonna leave you thinking about it. We're gonna continue this discussion in another uh, chapter here. So I just want to remind you that my name's Dr. Gabriel Cousins, a spiritual teacher, a holistic physician, a rabbi, a um, psychiatrist, family therapist, uh, practicing active humanitarian for 48 years. And you can reach me at, at drcousins.com or treeoflight.mn. Dot in you, uh, I mean, dot seal. And I bless you with the challenge successfully met of beginning to live your life in the dance of air. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.